0: A Serbian Media
2: Sit back and enjoy these tales From our friends whose company we've enjoyed over the years
1: Semi-final, I definitely would have been left out we came into the team And we got injured And definitely I wouldn't have played in the semi-final if Nobby had been fit, or the final, for that matter, and for, strangely funny enough, I, I, I in the final, I, I had no nerves at all because I thought I'm looking to be playing in this match because I knew if Nobby was fair, I was going to play. So I'm just going to go out and play, and I, I was, I was, I was okay. I played well in, in the final, but that, but apart from the, the the charity shield, that was my last match for Manchester. But I knew I had to go. I mean, Matt lost total confidence me after the Spurs game. He never, he never said a word to me. He didn't say, "Look, you're only young, and you can come on," and that it was just, just out, <laughs> and that was it. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a happy time at that particular time.
3: Now you did have some happy summers with Nobby because Nobby is your, bro- was your brother-in-law. He married yeah. your, uh, your sister, didn't he? So, yes. Uh, you know you had great times with Nobby he was a great oh, yeah. character wasn't he and and again reading your book you would think that Nobby was a professor not a footballer he didn't look like a footballer in fact i think he came as a centre half originally for man you know no, he's now he's
1: now he was he was he was always a wing half or oh, a, a wing goal okay. yeah, he, but he had bad eyesight you know Nobby yeah. was, was had had, had uh, uh, the, the things in his eyes when, when they were like bottles you know they, they, they were, at that time... but Nobby had a great attitude. Yeah. You know, he had a great attitude, and he was a—he was a really good, good, fine uh, individual. Apart from being a footballer, Nobby was a lovely character, yeah. and gave every. He loved Manchester United. He loved Manchester United, and it was strange at the time. I, I was in digs with Nobby, or in his house, actually, at the time uh, when this was going on. I mean, there's no doubt Nobby had to play in a match. I think four or five days before the cup final to prove his fitness, and he broke down. But Nobby I definitely wouldn't have played in the final at that time if Nobby had, had been uh, had been fit. Serbian media.
3: What happened yeah. when your house burnt down? <laughs> That's a classic
4: that is. It was funny that <laughs> What happened <Tom>? so? <laughs> well no well I'd I'd uh, had me my me mates come up from Liverpool watch watch a game. <laughs> uh and what happened on, on a on a friday of me i always it was me shaking back day what i mean by shaking back day is that i'd go out to training on a friday yeah i put some shaking back down uh and i come home and do all the evening. so my house is clean for the weekend you know yeah. this me, me down and it was one of the times we used to have roller locks under the stairs and it was like papers in there and, and air sprays not earth spray, you know aerosols like yeah, yeah, yeah. pledge and stuff like that yeah and what happened obviously i didn't smoke but i had some tin waste tin, 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 paper bins and the, a couple of lads come down with some, I said, if you're gonna smoke, go outside and put the, the dockers, used to have dockers then in in the uh, in the tin. It was a, you know. I said, Look, I'm going out, do do the hoovering for us. <laughs> a couple of lads from Liverpool come, they're doing the hoover, it's lovely, come on, nice and but what they went and done, they went and hoovered the uh, cigarette stuff up into the hoover. Uh obviously didn't think think because they thought it was out yeah. into the hoover. And they obviously uh, you don't have they put the hoover under under the stairs and um uh, it just, uh, after the game, they went home. I went out, uh, the lads, I, I went out for a meal with my girlfriend. And when I when to come back, the house had gone completely. I mean, the shell, the shell inside, it just completely, completely, nicely gone. And uh, it was a cigarette stump because the vacuum had a bit of a, it wasn't, it's a, it was going to, so it it just got going and got the, the, the bit of dust inside and it just heated up. And then it got going and it, it lit, the flames went to the papers in, in, in and then the papers... Ignited the, uh, the 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 bottles in the container, the of the container yeah. like this pleasure and it just exploded and it d- knocked the door out. If I would have been in their house, I wouldn't survive. But it's the smoke that caused the damage. Yeah. But anyhow, so that's it. That's that's what happened. So anyhow, cut long story so I'm coming home and I'm coming to drive and I can see the police. I think Jesus Christ. And, and you know they're very quick if I've, a, if I've had a drink. Like they're in there before I even get home. Like you know what I mean. And then I, I realised, and I thought I, look, I saw Gordon cows. With his girlfriend on my driveway, and I saw a rubber plant. Thought, nothing, nothing, nothing was sinking in. And I, then I saw the, I, I saw the, obviously the uh, when I said the red lights, it, the blue light, it was a fire engine. And I thought, what? It was shock. He couldn't sink. And then, I, then he tore me. And I, I thought, okay, no, not better. Anyhow, I kicked this rubber plant. So it was the only time I got trapped a rubber plant in my life, girl. You know. Cause it, so obviously I'm in shock, and I'm thinking about well, my girlfriend. I went home, and uh, Gordon said he went back, and he said, well, this was on a Easter. Uh, we used to, as, as you know at Eastland, we used to play two games yeah. we used to play on Saturday and Easter Monday we just played Forest on the Saturday we were European champions we beat them 2-0 great results so we're playing on the Monday at Stoke Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I've gone out for something to meet my girlfriend uh, on, on the night and then uh, but we're training on the Sunday uh obviously which you know, and that night I couldn't get in. I couldn't sleep in, I sleep in the car but in the early in the morning I had to sort the doors I had to go and see the damage and the the, the smoke and the yeah, and I did, all my clothes—I would lost literally everything. I didn't save anything like, and, and obviously, a single bloke at that age. then. Yeah. the only thing they would save was a couple of cans of lager and a couple of pints of beer in the fridge, like you know, and uh, sorry, a couple of a couple of pints of you know, of milk and a couple of cans of lager in the fridge, like you know, and I uh, mean, rubber dollar gone and everything that melted <laughs> a lot gone, like you know what I mean. So I was a bit upset about looking Gertrude. I, I never found her again, like you know. So, uh, so anyhow, so try again. I couldn't get upstairs, and you can imagine that I'm messing about trying. Trying to say thing, there's nothing to say, everything gone. But obviously the sudden everything got on my clothes. I was I was like well, in my ear, in my fingernails and everything. I think because you're in shock. So yeah, I've gone in for training and so obviously didn't know nothing about it, but he seen me coming over and he took one look at me. I mean, he must have guessed there's a problem, he didn't realise what it was. And he said, Don't want to know your problem. He said, I'm going to tell you this, I'm never gonna say this. You're playing Monday. You're training today and you're playing Monday. Now he's never told me everything before that I was in the side before Yeah. I said, look, boss. He said, I've lost everything. I had to fire at my house. He said, we don't pay for that, son. We pay to play football. Once your problem sorted out on next week, go in the hostel tonight, uh, youth hostel down there, and I said, you're, not, you're, you're the first on my team sheet for. Uh... And that's what he said So He said, we don't pay for that. We paid to play football, mate, and you had to go and uh, play. And I'm glad he did do it that way because yeah. he could have said, well, just forget it. You know what I mean? But uh, he didn't. And uh, the, the funny thing about it was I had no clothes. All oh, my clothes had gone. And I remember my girlfriend's father at the time. He had, it was a big, big waste at the time. He used to have the, like, the fleur trousers and stuff like that. He used yeah. used. Probably, probably the same you got what you're at the moment, mate. You know what I mean? So nothing changes. <laughs> so I've had to borrow some trousers off and we're a bit short. I had some oxblood shoes on. I'm still having in grey, uh, light grey socks. I, and I've had to go to a jumble sale on the Monday to try and get on the on the on the, on the Sunday try and get some clothes. And I've and I've got these. And the, the waist's too big my trousers, so I've had to borrow some braces. I've got a shirt that's ridiculous. I've got a big kipper tie and a, a check coat. I look like Charlie Cordoni. I really did. And I, I and and I just thought this is ridiculous. This is. So I've got on the bus and all, and all the lads are just taking the piss out. There's no sympathy in that. They are just taking the piss like you know. You're not sitting with this, like you know. You're, you know, blah blah. And it was a time that you used to go on the pitch, and you'd always check your own little patch out. You'd always like put your foot down for divots because like the pitch is not like they were now. You know, you're coming like you know, Easter time. The pitch is going to be a bit rough, so you try, you're checking your. And I can still remember to this day when I was like so alive. my hands were in, in the pockets because the trousers were too big and the, the brace was on I was trying to like stop me thing I and mean, my braces kept flying off and I thought fucking don't believe me, I don't believe this like I look, I a clown me hanging down my bleeding legs and everything <laughs> and they've got no sympathy anything at all like you know what I mean and uh but like what well, was it then you just had to get on with it like but you know I just thought we went away to Stoke and I think I made the goal I think Alan Evans scored and I made the goal so uh I, I, I've got to be honest with you that game, I was on fire, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, I got we got back on the bus and the lads, like the, the lads just took the piss, like you know what I mean. It took the making, I shouldn't say it took the making. They were saying like, yeah, we don't smoke. you got a light, and I think like, oh, just shut up with your light like, because there's no sympathy, like you know. It was just it was an experience, you know. I lost everything, and and, and that was it, you know. You, you get on with it, don't you? Then uh, from losing everything, I got the the best prize I could I could do. So like three or four months later, like you know, but uh, uh, it, it it was an experience. Like, so where uh, did you live then, Tony? If you, like you had the I, I lived hostel. in Streetly. I, I lived in Streetly. Uh, but I had to go. The, the club had an hostel on the Chester Road. Right. Okay. And I, I, and I had to go. I had to go there until until me else sort what sorted out. So I had to go back into the hostel. And I, I can still remember one time in the hostel, uh, Brian McClure and all them lads they were all been great players. I was there one day. All of a sudden, it started to hit me about this and my house is blah blah blah. And uh, they had a cat. A in the hostel, and um, it was on the the phone, and it was no mobile phones. I remember, and the phone was on the wall, and the phone went, and uh, Jim, uh, I think it was uh, yeah, Jim Williams, he was. uh, It's on the phone. So I have got into the hall and I don't know, if somebody from back home phoned up and I was on there for about five minutes. And when I come back, because all lads you see together in this big table, when I come back, the bleeding scabby cat was eating me, me, eating me dinner, wasn't it? <laughs> and, and nobody would say anything to it, like, and I thought, it just dummed. me that. I thought I was going to strangle the cat, like, you know what I mean? So I thought, that, that puts it all in. Yeah, I've lost me. I was lost everything else. And even the cats now are eating me bleeding dinner, like, you know what I mean? And, uh. SRB me.
3: And you were that good in the air. The Burnley fans nicknamed you the Kestrel, didn't they?
2: Yes. It, it, well, I only found that out afterwards, after I'd left. You know, it was strange. You find out these things. I didn't know. During, that's what they, they call me. But, um, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a nice little accolade. Um, and it was my pride and joy, really, because I used to enjoy playing against centre-halves, who were about six foot six. Yep. Um, because I could always get up there first, and I found that if if you if you if you was the first to challenge for the ball, if they jumped up after you, they almost lifted you up and kept you up there. Um, so it was it was a happy time for me, um, and, I, and I just loved playing alongside Frank Casper. And it was sixty thousand. It was a Burnley club record in nineteen
3: seventy one. In the March of nineteen seventy one. Now, what was what was your experience and your memories of meeting Bob Lord and talking through the transfer and what your wages were going to be? Because I remember watching a DVD many years ago when you were telling this story and I was rolling about laughing. Well, um, it was quite
2: frightening, really, because... You were told you were being transferred, so the way that it worked was um, Nat Loftus said, uh, Be at the club at two o'clock and yep. get your dad with you because we're selling you to another club. Yep. And just to let you know if you don't go, Boat Wanderers are going bankrupt, <laughs> so there's no club, no point staying. So you have to go because we need the money from for that we're going to get from you. Um, and see you at two o'clock. He didn't say which club it was, but he did say. Yep. It's a great club. You'll love it. It's a great club, and I remember him saying those words. So we're going over there, we're going through Up and and I'm thinking, well, and then of course on the way there they say it's Burnley Football Club, and there's a new manager there. The old manager Harry Potts is sort of retiring. Jimmy Adamson is the new manager, and that and that's who I met. So we're all talking quite quietly in the dressing room, and then who walks in? But this incredible figure of Bob Lloyd. the 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 club chairman and he didn't even shake my hand he didn't even say hello or acknowledge my
0: as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads
3: Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the
2: ads. Father, he walked up to me and he, he literally wagged his finger in front of my face and he said, you're on 80 quid a week, some 50 quid if we win. If you don't score 20 goals a seed, you're on your bike back to Bolton. Have you anything to say? And he was like, (laughs) and and as he said, have you anything to say? He took his earring aids out. He had two great big black earring aids and he put both his earring aids on my contract. (laughs) And he said, (coughs) he said, if you have anything to say, I can hear Bogger all. And that was it. So we all just stood there around this boardroom table. So I cheekily wrote my name on the contract without going any further. And I thought, you crafty. And I whispered under my breath, you crafty old bugger. But I was obviously pleased, pleased to sign for Burnley. And the next minute, Bob Lloyd, he's whipped my contract up. He wanted to get out. He was on his way somewhere. He put it in his inside jacket pocket. He picked up his old black ivory earring He screwed them back in his ear. He picked up his cigar and he looked at me. He says, welcome to Burnley Football Club. If they want to do well here, lad, take my advice. Score plenty of goals, keep themselves out of bother and never call the chairman a crafty old bugger again.
3: SRB <laughs> Media Well, first schoolboy error there, a little bit like Colo Torre when he passed the ball across his goal line. Yeah. You were saying Brian would have given me the, the marching orders there for that big If fella. you'd have
5: been interviewing Cloughy now, you'd have been on your way. <laughs> Hey, I'll bet. <laughs> was he that strict? He, uh, he, he was strict. Yeah. It on what mood he had. I mean, I, I loved him. I, I got great with him and had some fair old tussles with him. He used to make me laugh. I, I couldn't stop laughing at him half the time. Um, but yeah, he, for me, people talk about the all-time greats. Um, he's certainly, in my time, he was the greatest manager, I think, greatest British manager I competed against anyway. How difficult was he? Because you had quite a few... I wouldn't
3: say set twos, but you must have had one or two shenanigans
5: with Cloughy. Not really, no. i tell you what, when, when I was at West yeah. Brom, I got on great with him. Yeah. Then when I went to Manchester United, apart from business, he totally blanked me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't, come, wouldn't come and have a drink afterwards. But that wasn't just me, that was everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something against, he had this thing against the big clubs, Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal. You know, he had this if you like a siege mentality. Uh, when I left United, two weeks after I left United, I bumped into him at, at the City Ground, Nottingham. I was doing a game for television, and the first thing he said to me was, "Hey, come on, let's go and have a drink." That was, and one of my mates said, "Well, what what about the previous six years?" I said, "Well, that's cluffy. You know, it wasn't it wasn't me. It was the very fact that it was Manchester United. He 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 had this if you like siege mentality against.
3: And he seemed to have that with Leeds United, and and. Any big type of of club. Let's talk briefly before we go back to the dairy on uh, Goodison. When you were at Albion, you had—I remember you telling me a while ago—a uh, situation with Cloughy and, and the dugouts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Brian had his special dugout, didn't yeah.
5: he? Well, yeah, it rebounded um years later. But what it was when you used to play at the City Ground, the visiting dugouts, the the. Uh, tunnel was right down the end right down in one corner where the teams came out the visitors dug out was to the left of that brian used to have his own dugout right on the halfway line yeah. subsequently um you might as well have been sat on a boat in the trent watching the match you know you're that far away and i remember commenting one day after, after we played them there um, about it and he, he well it's peter taylor actually he burst out laughing he said well you know what that's for don't you a bit later on in the season, we played them back at the Hawthorns, and the Hawthorns then the main stand was being uh, rebuilt. So, and only by the time we played them, only one half of the ground had been built, one half of the stand, and that included the home team um, uh, dugout. So, what they did on the other side of the tunnel, where the teams came out, they put a temporary dugout for for the visitors. There, the match I went in, and I said to the ground, "See that dugout? Take it and put it right in that far corner." amongst all those JCBs and diggers and all sorts, and it was bucketing down with rain. And, you know, fortunately we beat them 2-1 as well. Um, But as I'm all stood in the dry in in decent suit and overcoat, and they come tramping up through tyre tracks and all sorts, and I just nodded and went, it's all right down there, isn't it? Then I cleared off. Funnily enough, years later when I did that, when I went to Forest, yeah. I actually, because I'd only ever been to Forest as a visitor, when I walked along went, the first day I went there with the Arsenal match, when I was manager, when I'm a first home debut, I was walking along that front there and I saw a dugout and remembering that they'd only had one dugout, jumped in there. Well, I jumped into the Arsenal dugout, hadn't I? But uh, they'd been forced to put two dugouts on the halfway line yeah. as a... Uh, as a sort of concession to the Premiership rules. So it rebounded on me a little bit there, but caused a few laughs anyway.
4: Incredible.
3: What also was incredible was your goal against Everton uh, at Goodison. Voted goal of the season as well. That must have been, if you could replay one of the games of that season, would I be right in saying it would have been that game? Yeah, not for the goal.
4: Right. For the, okay. For, for the the performance of the lads in Everton, because yeah. Everton was always a, always an odd place to go to. Little ground, passionate supporters, on top of you a great stadium to play in because you can sense the atmosphere. You it's like it's like a coliseum. You go yeah. in there and the stands are up there, and, you know, and, and they're on, and you know the buzz Everton the first twenty minutes. they come at you because the crowd demand that, you know, and. Um, it was just, you know, the, the overall performance we were superb. There's only one performance we put in better than that one. That was that when we beat Liverpool at home. I'm convinced we beat Liverpool at home, but that one against Everton, Saunders said. I did, I, have you heard the story of what was leading up to that? Well, let, well, I'll go to it. Let's let's be honest. One <laughs> one of Saunders' magic tricks again. Um, on the Friday, Saunders always do set pieces and free kicks, for yep. and against, yep. m- mainly against. You know. So what he used to do, he used to have sort of the people who weren't playing squad players in the wall, so the first team lads would uh, perhaps the free kicks, Yeah, and they'd always give a bib to the, you know, the lads who weren't playing, so he's come up to me and he said, hey, uh, said well, what do you want me to do with that? I said, you weren't, it. you're in the wall, I can't take the piss, any. so you're in the wall, and the lads are looking at me saying, what's what's happening, he's in the wall, "What's going on, blah, 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 and obviously they were taking the free kicks, I've got no interest then of trying to stop a ball, like, you know, ball's coming, to I'll just let it go, because I thought, oh, I, I can't get around my head, I'd probably been, well... I've been consistent all that season. I missed a game and I've done well. And then we're walking off. He said, um you're not playing tomorrow, Anthony. I'm shocked, like, why? He said, well, I know, you're like such an hard game tomorrow at Everton. Like, you know, we need 11 proper pros. Like, you know, they're going to be honest. I, said, I know what you're going to be like. You're going to be back home with all your friends and your family. You're be, going you'll to be showing off. You're doing your little flicks and doing this and that. We can't have that. We need 11 pros. We've got to get a result tomorrow. They're going to be at us and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's better if you just sit on the bench and, you know, we'll, we'll get some, I'm gutted. I'm thinking... And he just walked away. So you're not playing. Simple so as that. For that reason, because I'd be too flash. I'd be trying yeah. to do things. And honestly, I, and, I and don't forget, it wasn't the time. The time then you didn't have mobile phones like that. So I was falling all to people. I said, look, I'll get your tickets, but I'm not playing. So, why? so I told them. You know, and I was absolutely guilty. Goodison's my. happens my team. I had loads of family and friends there. You and I wanted like to play in front of them at Goodison and all that. It was only natural. Anyhow, so we've gone through, I didn't sleep that night, I'm well pissed off, we've gone up to Liverpool and having a meal, and had a meal, and still hasn't named anything, and, and we've gone to Goodison to Park, and uh, I'm dejected, I'm it's the back of the bus, I'm just, my head's gone, I'm thinking, I can't believe this, like, you know, the lads know that I'm a bit peed off of the situation, so they're, they're staying away from me, like, you know. Yeah. So we are going in the dressing room he's coming as usual took his gloves off as usual back wax them down and said oh, i've had a change of mind he said uh i think the young lad i think it was pat heard i might have been patter i can't remember i don't know i think i think the young lad Pat, because he just come from everything i think young lad pat might be a bit too much from going back i think tony you're back in the side well my head had gone and all he'd done he'd, once again a master stroke he'd wind me up and wind me up to and i just want to get out there and just Show him what a prat he was and, uh, so the first two or three minutes and finally i got the ball out listen it could have they could have put 20 defenders on me and nobody's going to get the ball off me then and i was going to hit it and the shot to be fair it just as soon as it hit my foot and of course i didn't mean to go in that top corner but i meant to hit the target you know what i mean all these people say they aim for the top corner pros the liars they all, all you're staying for the target make sure you hit the target and you got a chance and, but as soon as it, it, it left me foot I, you knew it was. It was going to be a good save or it was going to be a good goal. A bit like a golf shot. You can hit the golf. You know he had the sweet spot. And he went in and I me, mean, I gave him two fingers, in, you know what I mean? And went mad. But he'd done his job. He was done his job. He wound me up. It was like a bottle of pop. I was, wait, I was waiting to explode. And the rest of the game, I'm, I'm saying, he ain't going to take me off in front of my family. No way. No way at all. No. So you, you dug in, you dug in. And I think the overall performance was was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I got gold this season, but I think it was for the move more than anything else, really, because I don't think the ball left the floor, and then he ended up in the top corner, really. So, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for that. You know, uh, one what once again, one of Saunders' tricks again. He, he got the best out of it. He never said nothing to me on the way home. He never said well done, well played, and he and then he pulled me in his office on um, Monday morning. He said, uh, "Anthony." So here oh, we go again, Anthony. The kind of dreaded Anthony's coming up. Anthony, I, 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 I've got to say, I thought. The best I've seen you play for one or two games. it wouldn't say for that. He said one or two games. You know, blah. He said, but uh, I'm afraid I've got to find you hundred pound. What are you talking about? He said, you. What do you do? What you score the goal? I said, I just said I'm going to score another one. He said, no, 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 no. You're being disrespectful. You, you put your things up to me. All right, go out and train. I'll find you hundred pound. But well done. I can't believe I got goal this the season. I got fined under quid for it. And I realised years later, and I got I got goal of Europe as well in Berlin. i done the same. I got fined 100 quid for that. And um, I realised why Sons had that million pound house in in, um, in Solio. It was all the fines he was getting off me, like, you know what I mean? So. A uh, Serbian media. I, I
3: came to Jock
6: and uh, I said to him, You've been upstairs, Governor. And he went, no he said well because he's an uh, i believe he's an ex-alcoholic job right. yeah i think i think so and uh, uh oh they didn't drink i said well, come upstairs come on and so we went we went back so i wasn't allowed to go up there twice because you know we've been told so uh, we were there, and I knew what I knew what was, was going to happen. I was having a lovely ch- chat with Jock. I was in, oh, I mean, uh, I was close to heaven when I'd been on a big Boeing, right, up, right up high in the sky. I mean, standing with Jock, and and he reminded me so much of Waddington. It was untrue. It was like I was with, standing there with a pair of them, and then all of a sudden, I just see this head pop up from the from from the stairs, and it. And he said, "You do realise you've been up here once." And I looked at Jock, and he looked at me, and he kind of, kind of got the message, you know. Really, is that, is that what happened? And, uh, and I just said, "Terry, now I just, I just needed a moment. It's been that long since I've seen a decent manager." And oh, his face was like. And then and Jock looked at me, and he went, "I, don't think you should have done that." I said, "Well, what do you, what, what do you expect me to do? You know." So you know that, and, uh, that was just note. So that was that was kind of uh, the last time I spoke to him before we got the Melbourne, and uh, and the next time was um, when he when he sent the message along that we were going on.
2: A reminder: you can catch all our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and all major podcast platforms. Sorry.